0: So for Christmas, we decided to do something a little different this year. The three of us, my wife, my daughter, and I took a trip to Tampa. We left Houston on Christmas Eve and came home five days later. It was an incredible trip as my daughter got to meet her favorite cartoon character at the time, who happens to be Elmo, and she got to ride a theme park ride solo for the first time ever. And even though travel can be expensive, the purpose of this episode is to show you that it doesn't have to be. The total cost of just the travel for the three of us was only $22.40, which was essentially the taxes on our flights. That's right. Three flights and a Hilton hotel for five days came out to $22.40. Now, this isn't the first time we've done this either. We actually went on about five vacations last year and barely paid anything out of pocket. So on today's Money Talk Monday, I'm going to share with you how we use travel hacking to vacation wherever we want for as close to free as possible. Let's jump right in. All right, so first things first, travel hacking is basically using rewards to make your travel expenses as close to zero as possible. I say close to zero because at the end of the day, like I just talked about, you'll most likely have to pay some kind of taxes or fees, especially if you're flying. For example, when we travel hack a domestic flight, we usually pay about $11.20 per person, and that's round trip. Now, there are two common ways to start travel hacking. The first is signing up for hotel and airline loyalty programs, and the second is utilizing credit card reward points. Now, because I travel a lot for work, I do a little bit of both. I pay all of my work expenses like travel and entertaining my clients on a personal credit card, which gets me the credit card reward points. And when I travel for work, I usually stay at a Hilton hotel. This Hilton brand loyalty has gotten me to the point of being a diamond level member with Hilton, which gives me a few extra perks and lower nightly rates. But unless you're like me and you practically live in hotels, building your points through loyalty programs can take a lot of time. But even still, loyalty programs are a great way to build points so long as most of your focus is on one brand at a time. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have an account everywhere though. So even though I'm a diamond member with Hilton, I do still have loyalty rewards accounts with every major hotel chain and every major airline. And that's just in case I need to stay somewhere else for some reason. And I mean, the perks are nice, too. I mean, sometimes it's a free check bag with an airline and sometimes with a hotel, it's a discounted night or maybe it's just a free bottle of water and a snack at check in and whatever it is. I love my little loyalty program perks. They're really cool. But as I said, it does take some serious travel to really move the needle with just loyalty programs, which is why today I'm going to talk more about building credit card reward points. Now, before you get all excited, I got to lay down some ground rules. You probably shouldn't be playing around with credit cards for the rewards if you have consumer debt like car loans, balances on other credit cards, and student loans that need to be paid off. You should probably pay that stuff off completely because trying to juggle all those monthly payments and hit the minimum spend requirements is often a recipe for disaster. And oftentimes you can find yourself deeper in debt than you already are. Now, you also shouldn't use this strategy if you don't have any type of spending plan for the month. The key to effectively and efficiently travel hacking with credit card rewards is to only use the credit card for things you already buy. I don't want you to increase your spending or buy things you don't need in order to get the points. Spending more to get a reward totally defeats the purpose because it diminishes the return you're going to get because again, you're spending extra money that you wouldn't have spent. So you need to only be able to buy the things you were already going to buy in order for it to truly be free or as close to free as possible. Also, if your score isn't at least a 700 or just like right there at it using credit card rewards for travel hacking probably isn't the best method for you either. I mean, at the end of the day, you may not get approved for a lot of the cards with the high point bonuses if you aren't anywhere near that 700. And finally, if you're planning to buy a house within like the next year, it's probably best to stay away from this method because you'll be opening up new cards and that can actually mess with your loan application. So those are a few of my rules for travel hacking. Now let's talk strategy. And I mean, my strategy is pretty simple. I earn large credit card sign-on bonuses after reaching what's called a minimum spend. And then I use those points that I earn to pay for my travel expenses. So for example, some cards offer 50,000 points for spending $3,000 in three months. Once I hit the $3,000 spending requirement, I get the 50,000 points. So right now, I know 50,000 points can get me pretty close to $800 in travel if I'm flexible with the dates and locations. So that's pretty close to about a 30% return, which is far better than the 1% to 3% most people talk about with their credit cards. Now, because I'm married, we actually get to do this twice for each card by applying separately. So that's one card for the two of us, and that can be over $1,500 in free travel. And because my daughter is still under age two, she actually flies for free. So I know what you're thinking now. How do I know which cards to sign up for? Now, the recommendations I'm going to give you are strictly my opinion. And this is based on the cards that I've actually used and how my household functions. You're going to have to sit down and figure out a sign up strategy that works for you personally. But first things first, we always build a plan for where we want a vacation. So let me give you an example. My favorite airline right now is Southwest, but we're planning a trip to Europe in 2021 and Southwest doesn't fly to Europe. So for this year, we're not really looking at Southwest branded cards. It doesn't make sense to build those points and we're not going to really use them this year. The key is to make sure you research and sign up for a card that gets you the right amount of points you need for that airline that does fly to Europe if that's your goal like me. So again, the first thing is having a destination in mind before you start, or you're going to end up wasting those points, which is essentially wasting money. Going back to the rules, you also need to know your spending plan. Remember, you're only going to buy things that you were planning to buy anyway. So if you need to reach a $4,000 in three month minimum spend, you need to make sure that your spending plan can handle that with your normal everyday spending. Now, there are a few different ways you can do this. I mean, if you don't travel a lot, you can save up cash for big purchases, apply for a card with a nice bonus, and then use the card to make the big purchase and then pay it off with the cash you saved up immediately. We did this when we bought our new living room furniture, and we're also in the middle of doing this with new flooring. What we do is we make sure we sign up for cars with higher minimum spends and larger bonuses when this is our strategy, because again, these big expenses um, really go a long way for us. The other method is, I mean, if your normal monthly expenses can cover a minimum spend, you just need to get the card, then change any monthly payments over to that card until you hit the minimum spend. It's really that simple. I've done both of these strategies and they both work. So that's how knowing your spending plan can help you. It's either going to help you save up for a big purchase and use the card for that, or it's going to help you determine how much you can actually afford on a monthly spend. So for us, we started with the Chase Sapphire Preferred Card. I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes if you want to check it out. But the reason we did that was because it had a great bonus of 60,000 points at the time, and the minimum spend was attainable for us at, I think it was like $4,000 in three months. So for the two of us, that was 120,000 points just for using the card on things that we were already buying, like gas and groceries and some other bills. I also love how Chase Ultimate Rewards lets you transfer points to most of the major airlines and hotel chains without any penalties or anything like that. So we weren't just locking in those points to, you know, a specific branded hotel or a specific airline just yet. Also, Chase has this thing called a 524 rule, which means that you can only get five credit cards in a 24 month period before Chase starts declining you on your application, regardless of your credit score. And that rule is not just for Chase cards. That's any credit card. So you cannot get more than five credit cards in 24 months uh, before Chase starts declining your applications. So knowing that, we wanted to knock out some Chase cards first. And around this time last year, Southwest ran a promo that got you the coveted companion pass for the remainder of the year if you hit the minimum spend. And because, again, it was just the companion pass, there was really no need for both of us to apply. So for this one, I really let my wife sign up for it. Now, this just so happened to be at the same time that our dishwasher and our built-in microwave died. So we applied for the card and we bought the dishwasher and the microwave and we just went ahead and replaced the stove and got a full set um, on that Southwest card, which is still a chase card. And so that got us the companion pass. And what the companion pass does is it lets one of us fly for free with the other person. So as long as my wife bought a ticket, I got to fly for free with her. We also got like 30,000 points, I think, uh, plus the normal points that you get from just the spending. Now, again, because I travel a lot for work and stay at Hilton's and I knew FinCon, which is a bloggers conference, was at a Hilton hotel, I did sign up for a Hilton Honors Amex card. Now, I did the normal spend, which I think at the time was like $2,000 in three months, and I got 125,000 Hilton Honors points, which covered our tamper trip for the most part. Now, with that card, I also get 12 times the bonus points when I stay at Hilton's. So even though I use the bulk of the bonus points that I earn from the the minimum spend, I still have hundreds of thousands of Hilton points to cover, you know, a, a bunch of other stays because when I use this card at Hilton's, I get 12 times the points. And so again, being a diamond member, I get the cheaper rates, but then having this Amex, I get 12 times the points as well. So Again, that's just the power of knowing where you want to go, which airlines and hotels you'll use and all that stuff before you ever start applying for cards. Now, that's pretty much my strategy. I mean, it's very simple for me. I find the cards that work for what we want to do and I look at our spending plan, make sure we can handle it. I sign up and I do our minimum spend on them. And I'm going to be sure to link to all of those cards that I mentioned and the ones we used last year in the show notes, which you can find at winning2wealth.com MTM6. Now, if you want to start travel hacking like this, I'd love it if you'd use the links in the show notes um, because it does give me some bonus points as well at no cost to you. And again, you can find that at winning2wealth.com slash MTM6. But that's how we got our start with travel hacking and we're looking to build on that even more this year as we do research on different options for our long european vacation that we're planning next year i'm l- i'm really looking forward to kind of sharing that journey and that process with you and some of those numbers and totals and all that stuff but i think estimating this tampa trip i think we saved like 600 and something dollars on the flights and i think the hotels was another like uh, six five six hundred dollars so all in we saved at least eleven hundred dollars probably closer to about twelve hundred bucks on this so if you have specific questions on how you can get started with travel hacking make sure you swing by the neighborhood which you can find at winning slash neighbors for those of you who are new the neighborhood is the place for all of your financial questions and comments and again you can find that at winning slash neighbors Also, this is a free show, so if you'd like to support in some way, all I ask is that you share your favorite episodes with your friends, either directly or on social media. Again, the show notes with the cards I started travel hacking with can be found at winningtowealth.com slash mtm6. That's winningtowealth.com slash mtm6. Thanks again for listening to another Money Talk Monday, and we'll talk soon.